Michael. What's going on? I've been thinking about it. Okay. You should move to Seattle. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hear me out, though. Hear me out. You moved to Seattle, and now, all of a sudden, we are How I Met Your Mother, and you are Ted. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Whoa. Does that uh, make... Does that make Bryce Barney? It would make Bryce Barney. No, no, I am. But I'm I'm, I'm Barney in with Robin right now. No, and, I'm I'm Ted and Barney. That's the issue. Is I play both characters in this film. Bryce is Ranji. That's um, Ranji. It's messed up. And, it was my uh, idea, and I got pushed off to Ranji. Harv is um. What's the waiter's name? Waitress? Wendy the waitress. <laughs> Wendy the waitress. Wendy the waitress. So you're just everybody? I'm Michael, he's also Marshall and yeah, Lily. <laughs> and... If you're going to get me to move across the country, I get to play a number of characters. <laughs> deal, honestly. I'll take it. It's a deal. Mike, come on, man. It just makes sense. It doesn't. Guys, it's amazing over here. Why don't you guys give it a try? What's stopping you? You know, yep. I, you know, I'm just that saying. We always said from the start of this podcast, two votes always outweigh the other one. And we <laughs> have two votes for you to move right now. And you're not <laughs> respecting the rules. <laughs> starting to piss me off, Michael. Starting to piss me off. I think Jeremy can screw off. Take it the fuck back. Hey, Bryce, go repent and we'll and we'll discuss. I completely disagree with that logic. So then, so then you clearly don't completely disagree. I don't know. I haven't thought about it enough. I'd rather just complain than provide solutions. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Season 44 of Survivor is in the books. 13 weeks of great episodes. We were here with you the entire way of voting in the majority. We appreciate you tuning in. It's been a wild ride. We crowned a winner this week, Jam Jam. Um, if not a season-long favorite of this pod, at least a a, a post-merge favorite. We we love Jam Jam. We we're all pretty pretty pumped about him. Really really happy for him. Congratulations to Jam Jam. We've got all your analysis, all your breakdowns today. It was a jam-packed uh, final five. Lot lot happened. Lot to discuss. Lot of decisions. Lot of controversy. I'm joined today, as always, by my esteemed co-hosts, Michael Gutierrez and Bryce Mulder. We're excited to break it down. We're we're all enjoying some red wine this evening. Uh, we decided to to celebrate the the final final episode the right way. Michael, how you doing? I'm fine. I think I'm fine. Uh, really fun final episode. Uh, you know, you watch something, you think it's going to go one way, and it just takes a nice, swift 90-degree turn on you. Uh, overall, great, great, great season. Still sitting with some feelings, though. Bryce? Um, I'm doing great. I was actually kind of down today. Like, I feel I'm going to miss this, this season. I'm going to miss Carolyn. I'm going to miss Jam Jam. I'm going to miss the whole lot of them. And I was also a little down because... I was so excited after yesterday's episode and you guys did not provide that same energy. <laughs> I was just so surprised. I did not get that reciprocated. So 
I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I turned I turned it off after the votes were read. So uh, any any final reunion episode conversation, I'm not going to be able to partake in that. Uh, mm. There were some gems. There's a couple. There's a couple gems. You missed one particular. Franny is just glowing, absolutely just stunning, and her and Matt are in love. It is adorable. I- radiant i'm not i'm not i wouldn't be surprised the the way that i saw her three weeks ago flex mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if these two are engaged by the end of the year end oof. of the summer oof okay end but... of the week let's do it <laughs> classic i raise you um, <laughs> yeah it was it was good though it was good i think the reason the people come to voting in the majority is our, our differing opinions and tonight is is no different i think we we split the split the hairs pretty evenly we've got three different kind of beliefs and long-term opinions on this final episode in this season as a whole so i'm excited to get into that but first just really quick i i'm interested i'm drinking a lovely sabaya big sky cuvee courtesy of my friend jared funk he's a soon-to-be owner winemaker at Savaya. Delicious, uh, delicious big red wine. Um, Bryce, what, what do you got on tap tonight? Um, I got a bottle of what I think is actually corked um Le Col Merlot. So we're gonna dive in and see if it's any good, but there's a slight chance it's corked. So, oh. so yeah. Mike. Uh I have a, a California Prophecy Pinot Noir. I'm a big fan of it. Guys, it keeps it under $10 for you. Get it at your local liquor store. We That's we really That's something like an ad. As a group, I think we did a a great help to the the Prophecy wine sales for a few years, years there in 2019 and 2020. All right, so let's let's get back into Survivor. Bryce, I think we need to start with you. You had some bold claims, big opinions. I can't remember if it was last night or this morning in the chat. You started off by saying, rank these following seasons. Mm-hmm. 20, Heroes versus Villains, uh, w- widely regarded as the best season of all time. 28, Kagayan, where we first see Tony Vlachos, widely regarded as the best player of all time and widely regarded as the best all-newcomers season of all time. Mm-hmm. and season 40 winners at war of course a season with the most successful survivor players ever some icons tony wins his second and it is maybe not the best season from start to finish but one Boom. of the most competitive seasons from start to finish it, you it's, said, a sur- it's a survivor lover's paradise is what it's, that is. that's exactly what it is and you tossed season 44 winner okay. jam jam amongst those and you said season 44 is not last in that group mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you think it's a top three season of all time because obviously mm. there are other seasons but you might think that and i think right off the heels of you know a, a great season we we loved it from start to finish you instantly put it into high regard so give us your yeah. thought process behind that why you are so excited mm-hmm. about the big picture of this season um Honestly, this was a very split s- split moment. Like it just came to me, and I was really thinking about it. And that final tribal with Jam Jam and Carolyn sitting there, like the love between them, thinking about Carson, thinking about all the big plays. I just 
in my mind, it just felt right. It just felt like one of those seasons where it just is good. 28 is good, right? The thing about 28 is I think it's good because of what happened in 31, what happened in 34, what happened in 40, where the players come back and play again, and you realize how good those players are. So now watching 28 back, it looks better. I think when we watch 44 back, we're going to be surprised at how good it was when Jam Jam or Carolyn comes back or Carson comes back or Danny, right? These other players. Well, we're going to see 44 in a whole new light. Wow, that's a really good point, actually. Uh, Great I think perspective. I, I really like that perspective. Um, it's, I, I would, I mean, obviously, I don't think that it's in that category with 40, 28, and um, 20, but. I think it's in a different category that I would put, you know, 13 and um, 13, 15, and then probably 13 and 15 are the two examples of that. Although 15 was returners. No, the 15 was all new. China was all new. 16, 16. 16. I would put 16 in there. Oh, 15. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm 13, 16, 17, like that kind of golden age where it's kind of all new people were getting to know them. Cochran, maybe 24, like, the the best part is the way that this group works together. Like they're not only is their TV really good together, but their relationships all made a lot of sense. Like there was just a lot mm -hmm. of, I feel like logic and cohesiveness in this group. And it made it really uh, a blast to, to watch. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's top. It's top seven or eight. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I and feel we like can... we we could argue, you know, semantics or well, we can get into what things, it, but we can get into what needed to happen to make it top three, but that'll come. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's no. fair. But I also think we're talking about like it's 22 is the cutoff, right? It's either a good season or a bad season based on like 50% logic, right? Yeah. And so I got we're definitely, I got we're definitely on that upper side. And I just, there's so much to it. It's hard for me to rank. 40 and 20 higher. If you notice my rankings, Harvard went 28, 20, 44, 40. So the new season was always before the returner season. Cause I feel like there's a little asterisk with returner seasons where survivors meant to be new season, like new players. So you have to give them a little advantage because if you're up there in that conversation and you're a whole new cast, it's pretty special. Yeah. I, I think your perspective is really good. I completely agree. This cast is it's hard to rate them because we've only seen them once. And the more we see them, mm -hmm. the, the more impressive they're going to be. When but you initially. Just real but... quick. Yes, they're very impressive. But and I think I'm getting ahead of myself. So Harv, I'll let you ask your question. But I just want to do this little bit is. The questions that they asked the final tribal were very unimpressive to me. And I know we're going to get into it. We disagree on some things, but I just. I don't know how like cut like lack of cutthroatness made for a really hot like really great and happy season, but maybe it maybe these guys would struggle with other with other players, to hmm. to juxtapose again. I love the love hmm. the cast, but okay. I actually I do have a thought on that as well. I think the new era of Survivor is very much we're all friends. We're all doing the same thing. We're not we're going against each other, but we're not necessarily like playing underhanded or there's no abby maria or uh mm -hmm. whoever else like the the mm -hmm. fireballs that are just causing problems all the time like carolyn's mm -hmm. been probably the most controversial character of the last few seasons and she's like amazing and everyone loves her it's just that she's a little erratic 
So I think that's part of it. I will say in season 40, we did see those older survivor players really struggle to keep up with the new game of the season, the thirties players like Adam and Wendell and Michelle, like they were a lot was going on in Boston, Rob and Sandra and Yule, especially they were kind of like their, their heads were spinning at times. So I think the new era survivor players would stand up just fine in the gameplay like they would be able to keep up but i think the jury is is absolutely like the way they do it now it's very much a conversation we're all friends happy go lucky and it's less um getting at people and like hey i'm picking you apart right now Mm. we'll get into the jury later because i think we need to have a separate conversation we're doing big picture stuff right now and that's very specific the one thing i wanted to circle back to bryce when you initially said that last night kind of ranking it against some seasons that we see on the YouTube videos all the time. Top five survivor seasons, craziest mm-hmm. place ever. Season 20, heroes versus villains. Here, yeah. Season 34, game changers. It's Suri, it's Tony, it's like all the big names. We we can't say that these players are big names yet um, because we haven't seen them enough. But the reason I have a hard time ranking this season top three or top five all time or wherever you want to put it, I do agree. Top top 20, no brainer. Top 15, no brainer. Probably top 10, no brainer. Like I love this season. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you guys. Mm-hmm. The reason I can't put it into that upper echelon is looking back, I don't really remember any individual moments where I was like, oh shit, that was crazy. Suri just got voted out with all idols being played. Someone got blindsided by an idol. Three idols were played at Tribal. There was none of those Mm. individual moments where it was like, holy fuck, that was wild. The whole season, amazing start to finish. Great plays, people, relationships, moving and shaking in the background, but there was no like flashy bang, bang in your face Mm. things. Not necessarily a bad thing, but when I look at those big seasons, they always have one or two moments where it was like, you think yeah. of that season, you think of that one play. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But I also feel like we got we we have a Danny first night idol play. We have the first shot in the dark. Brandon. 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 There we go. Um we also have the idol play to get um who was it, Kane? Uh, to save Franny and get Brandon out. Thank you. So we have a couple of different idol plays. Like there are some moments, maybe they're not that upper echelon, but they're still plays. So I guess you're right in the terms that it's not that one. I don't. I guess there isn't that one in this. And I'm now thinking about it, but there's so many great moments with this mm-hmm. birdcage advantage and love the just like that. I felt like we were entertained more throughout. There wasn't these pauses before the great moment that you remember. It was just from start to finish. Every episode, we had something where we're like, Carolyn, Jam Jam, Danny, something happened, you know? We've all been re-listening to our old podcasts. And one thing that has stuck out time and time again, we're talking about what a great episode this was. This one episode Mm -hmm. was awesome. This one episode is really interesting. Mm -hmm. In older seasons, there's down episodes. Pre-merge episodes, there's probably one or two good episodes of pre-merge. And it's, it's few and far between. This, this season had great episodes one through 13. I, I completely agree with you. So just as we've pointed out throughout the season, do we think Survivor is just getting better at giving us what we want to see? Because as you guys just pointed out, there were not, like we can't identify these iconic plays, yet they found a way to make everything interesting. And I think the way that they really leaned on that, and we can talk about it, is they really leaned on Jam Jam and Carolyn. Like that was our television set and they're amazing characters, but gameplay wise shoot. And I think they really just did it because yeah, I don't know. So 
That's what is bothering me, I think. Jam Jam played a very sophisticated game. He played <laughs> a really good game. He is a deserving, amazing winner. And I think he probably ranks amongst, you know, the whatever top survivor players of all time. Like he he's up there. I think he is. Go ahead. I was making this point about Jam Jam yesterday after the episode. Jam Jam is a storyteller. I mean, he discussed it in Final Tribal, all that stuff. We've talked about it so many times, right? He's a Cody. He's a Jonathan Penner. Um, he's a Boston Rob. He's one of those players. They very rarely win. And it's nice when you see it. Like you can make anybody the center of attention, but the fact that the storyteller and the best storyteller won and the second best storyteller and Carolyn won, I truly think they're the best storytellers. I don't think Heidi or Danny or Lauren could have done that. I think that shows a little bit of what the season has had in terms of in terms of quality of players, in terms of quality of storyline. They were given a little bit of a, a golden ticket, but the producers did a really good job. You're right. Yeah, I think I think we we are correct that the producers and the survivor air quotes around it as a big picture has optimized it. The other thing they've done a really good job with is casting. Um, they Ooh. they just have top to bottom amazing casts. I'm sure I don't even remember who went out early, but I'm sure they were all if they had gotten the opportunity would have been great players and interesting Maddie. and fun. Maddie, Sarah, we liked there. There was Sarah, plenty of people. Claire, yeah, Claire. there was players. Yeah, so. I, I just think they're 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 figuring it out. MGM ways. MGM, MGM didn't great. get a chance to make a run at this. MGM was Bruce great. left right away. Well, yeah. we so we don't know, but so I think we're we're all on the same page that this was an amazing season. I don't think we're that far off. I think maybe we have specific ranking issues, and we'll get into the final result that Michael maybe has some issues with down the road of this podcast episode. But generally amazing season nothing but praise from us for how how much it entertained us and how much we enjoyed it so let's jump right into the episode final five we have in no particular order the tika three carson carolyn jam jam and then on the outside from one each of ratu and silka we have lauren and heidi Mm -hmm. we in our episode last week made predictions about how this would go i i think bryce you were pretty darn close with what how you saw this final five unfolding uh ultimately we see lauren going home at five carson losing in fire which just a, a quick pause before we get into the rest of the episode oh shout out to joey hewitt shout out to edgic shout out to survivor producers for just being consistent time and time again carson we saw four five 20 100 times this season glasses reflecting fire looking at the fire trying to make fire we just saw carson around fire a lot he goes into the fire challenge against heidi we knew he was going to be there the whole season it was really um satisfying to see that play out the way we all thought it did mm-hmm. i've had a and, and there was a there was a little bit of worry that it wasn't going to turn out that way for me like i thought that they were just going to be like you know what, actually, guys, we've just been fucking with you for <laughs> we've been fucking with you for the last two and a half months. Dude doesn't even make fire like that was in the back of my mind. And I'm it kind of made me be like, OK, survivors back off. It's bullshit. Mm. You know, the the bullshit where. Who won 41? Jeez, Erica, like Erica coming out of nowhere to win. Yeah. 
Like, like they just, they've been very inconsistent. As Joey pointed out, I think last episode, we don't really go into final six knowing like the person that we think is going to win won't win. Yeah. Um, and so I thought once Carson went out at fire, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can trust again. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I had a similar reaction because my friend was saying, you know, the whole time I'm, I'm on the side of Carson's going home at fire, the fire in the glasses, the fire in the foreground, him making the comment, the jam jam, which they reference in this final episode, all of those moments. I've just been, he's going home at fire. He's going home. But mine has always been, he's going home to jam jam. And so last night, five minutes before fire, he texts me and goes, I don't think he's going home at fire. I think he really, like they tricked you. And the whole time I'm stressing, I'm rethinking, I'm rethinking my Survivor fandom. I'm like, have I just been fooled by the Survivor producers? So and I'm just glad he went home. And we got a brand to uphold here. Exactly. Be yeah. honest. Like, I can't be this getting, is not a I joke. can't be getting all this wrong. So I'm just glad he went home. I really wish he would have went home to Jam Jam. The fact that Heidi took it and did the record. Wow. Good for her. For that that we have a long discussion to have on that uh i will say the people come to us for entertainment second and survivor gambling advice first so i'm glad we can <laughs> uphold that and, and stay consistent so in in the episode right. carolyn played her idol last episode for carson uh to pre- protect him at final six so start of this episode we see them all going around looking for it again they, they know there's a new idol is that not what happened no it was heidi played her idol Heidi, excuse me, Carolyn played it at final seven to protect Carson for final six. Heidi played her idol at final six to protect herself for final five. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, they're all looking for it. My reaction was just because I you were bringing back up bad 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 place (laughs) so they're all looking for the idol it's another one where it's tied more or less in plain sight but no one happens to see it they walk under it they walk around it they're looking close to it it wasn't quite as dramatic as last season where people were literally resting their hand Mm -hmm. inches away from the idol on the tree which was some of the most entertaining survivor television we've ever had it was fun i think they do a great job here and they've done this i think a couple times where we all know there's an idol. We know everyone's looking for it, but they don't really show us whether or not someone found it. There's this hunt before the final five challenge. We don't know if anyone finds it. And then after the final five, when Carson and Jam Jam go off to the reward, we don't know if Lauren or Carolyn or Heidi are looking for it. They never show it. So the idol very well could have been found, but they never show it to us. That comes up later when Lauren does a pump fake with her fake idol play that uh, was not to be, but very interesting how they kind of, beat around the bush here and show us the idol but we don't really know what happens i and i think that i'm pretty uh, it was it was plenty exciting idol hunt scene i'm pretty pretty disappointed that they did not do what they did last year with the idol in plain sight guys there's an idol on the beach go look for it um I think that that was one of the most entertaining idol hunts that we've ever Mm -hmm. seen and this is the this is the first this is the only time that they can do the same thing over without the cast having seen the original mm. um, from season four, the original instance. Right. That's a good point. And so I just, I do wish that they would have done another drop, you know, drop a note on the beach. Hey guys, there's an idol on the beach. Mm-hmm. First to find it, whatever. Um, so I was a little disappointed because I thought that that was going to be something that 
they got right about 43, that they were going to get right about 44. But they obviously couldn't see the the reaction of how much people liked it in 43 before they mm. that's, made decisions. That's a good point. That's a good point as well. But also, I like the hiding spot. The hide, I thought the hiding spot was good. I think that they just assumed that someone would find it because there were multiple people really close and they knew it was on the beach. So I just wish someone found it. I was really mad when I thought Lauren found it. She... <sighs> Do we do we want to jump to that? Because that was like oh, my bad. Not not no. jump to that, but just like I'm just saying, that was really weird. Do people do have people done that before? Acted like they was had she one? faked like she was gonna play it. Yeah, she's like Jeff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think yes, definitely because people have had like fake idols that they know are fake, and they've been bluffing people all day, and then they go to tribal and they know uh-huh. they're going home. They're like, oh, I'm gonna play it, and they're like, ah, just kidding, it's a fake. You guys got me. I'm going home anyway. We've seen that kind of play before. We didn't, we, I don't know if we've seen it where we don't know whether or not they have the idol. So when she first stood up, we were like, oh wait, does she have the idol? The other thing that was really interesting was Jeff was asking her and like leading her down the path during her tribal of like, you're going home. Are you sad? Here are all these questions kind of with you with that. And if he knew she had an idol, that would be a very interesting thing for him to like keep encouraging, knowing that she's going to be safe. It would have been excellent television, but um yeah i I had a couple jeff questions in this episode but with that specifically i was surprised with how bad i thought she had the idol with the things she was saying the fact that she came straight into tribal and said no one talked to me and then carolyn and and who uh, heidi heidi and jim jim Jim, we all talked to you like yeah what is she talking about so i think i I think she was saying no one was like strategizing with her. Like they all talked to her, but no one was like, Hey, we'll work with you. Let's figure it out. Which is, yeah, it was just such a tough look either way. Right. Like even if she was in the right, it was just a tough look. She didn't handle it. Right. And at that point I was like, Oh, she has the idol. She's trying to get herself the votes. I was kind of surprised. I shouldn't have it. I was, uh, kind of in my head about maybe Carolyn was Carolyn and her were putting on a show um to 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 throw the others off the scent because like that's how funny it was how she was acting mm-hmm. but it was weird it was just it felt weird i was really nervous sitting there where you guys just like like atiga members going home there's a 50 well, the other shot. thing for me the other thing for me is why are they so set on getting her out is she really that big of a threat? Like, I understand none of the Tika three, but like I would have perceived maybe Heidi's idol play threw them off because it was so bad. But like I would perceive Heidi as more of a threat or have people on the jury than I think it was strictly numbers in terms of Lauren. like who her raw two numbers, she has more raw two numbers on there than Heidi has Soka numbers. I think that's Fair. what they were accrediting accrediting it to. And she has two immunity challenge wins. She's a threat in the immunity challenges. Yep. But I yep. personally think Heidi's a bit a bigger okay. bigger threat. I think there's so many bigger we threats. We heard you we heard you we we laid out the numbers, guys, if you missed it on the last pod. So Bryce is got the numbers for Heidi and she probably believes she deserved more than one vote tonight. More than one. She probably did. I really thought it was yeah. gonna be Heidi three, Carolyn the rest, James James zero. I thought so. I thought so. Dude, too. I could not believe it. But I was really sitting there. Um, I was really surprised. I think this this vote out 
thinking Lauren has the power is one of those things where it just shows how much the jury and the players just kind of don't know what's going on. They just feel, they feel a little bit aloof. And again, especially this cast. Yeah. This cast. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of optimism and romanticism in this cast, which is what, again, I love about it. Kane, but... Brandon and Jamie. They didn't even know they were on in Fiji. They have no idea where they're at right now. <laughs> they are in somewhere else. I have no clue. It's crazy. Uh, so coming up next after this brief idol hunt unsuccessful was the final five immunity challenge with the uh, the reward, the sanctuary reward tied in. We, uh, we got to take a quick break here, but coming up after the break, we are going to have a discussion that may end the voting in the majority podcast for good. I'm, I'm not sure if we're oh, going to be able to recover really? from this one. So uh, stick around because you're not going to want to miss this. And we are back. As we alluded to before the break, we're about to throw on our, our fisticuffs and, and get after it here a little bit. But before we get into that, Michael had a couple of quick points he wanted to make about the, the tribal here before we move on real quick. Yeah, and this is really just pr- appreciate the platform, Harv. This is really just setting a precedent for kind of the theme I'm going to lay down here for the next bit of time where we're together. After Lauren gets voted out, um, which by the way, when she played, when she said Jeff, wait, Jeff did not look, did not look happy. He did not look at all pleased with that interaction because he knew damn well she didn't have a nine. Um. But what I was going to say is um, before they left the actual tribal council area, Jam Jam goes, and tomorrow we're going to party. Do you guys remember that? No. Really? Not at all. Harv, you, do you remember that? I do. So like before, as they were passing by the jury, Jam Jeff goes, we'll see you guys tomorrow night. And jam jam then responds audibly and like kind of like in a dancing way and then we're gonna party (laughs) and the whole he's the best and the whole jury laughs no it's not the best he's breaking the fucking rules no screw you screw (laughs) you screw you you. no stop this is important this is important this is very important he is breaking the rules and you know what's not you know what jeff does about it jeff goes you guys are so cute what a fun group that's bullshit no your could take you, is awful. Could you point me to the rule he broke just in the yeah, not a rule book? You. Jury. And after the allowed, votes are after the votes to... are read, after the votes are read, you're not allowed to speak. You're not allowed to speak ever before or after the votes are read. I would say that Lauren pandered to the jury and Heidi pandered to the jury. Wait, when? When Lauren was giving her little spiel about oh, no one would talk to me. And then when Heidi was talking about how she It's not about pandering. You're allowed to pander to a jury, bro. What was wrong with Jam Jam then? Because you're because it's after tribal. You're not allowed to speak. That That's not in the rule book. Yes, it is. I, Ask Tyson. Ask Tyson. Oh, you listen to the pod? You're not, Harv, you know he said many times, you're not allowed to talk until after you're back to camp. And they at all were leaving tribal. Nope. I'm absolutely I'm, no. Bryce, it looks like he's Googling something. Uh, 
and Jeff knows that you're like Jeff is out here just acting like he's everyone's so cute and fun. Jeff's lost because everyone was so cute and fun. I hate that you're just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Let's just give credit where credit's due. To who? To Jam Jam for being the the cutest survivor of all time, and Carolyn to be. Can't break the rules, bro. You can't break. What did you just say? Carolyn's with him right there. They're the cute. They're the best people to play Survivor okay. in recent history. Those two Harv, carried a whole season. Harv, do you have any thoughts on breaking the rules from Jam Jam? I don't have any thoughts on whether or not he technically broke the rules, regardless of whether it was an actual violation or not. I don't think I'm getting too broken up about it personally. I really, I'm never going to be able to find this rule. I don't even I, know what I'm trying to I, I get it. I get it. It's it's outside of the field of play. It's it's some extracurricular activity that you you hope we can keep things within the confine of the the boundaries of the game, but it's a superstar call. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a fucking superstar. I, call. I think that's what it is. I, I, want... think, I think Jam Jam's a superstar. I, I hope Michael keeps it within the boundaries of making a good freaking explanation because that was awful. That was a terrible claim, and I did not like it. Let Jam Jam be Jam Jam. Wow, there we have it. Well, you bad take. All right, you two, you two are gonna have to regroup and and figure figure your things out because uh, we're about to switch teams here. We're we're getting into the final five reward and immunity challenge. the The reward final four, no final five. There's no, no Lauren just went home at five. No, we we skipped ahead a little bit. Lauren went home oh. after the reward. Let's just skip challenge. the final four then. Well, well, we have to touch on this because okay. we t- we texted about it. The, the reward here for this final five challenge mm-hmm. is to go to the sanctuary where you get, amongst other delicious treats and nutritious uh, snacks, you get a choice of either chocolate cake or carrot cake. The tribe was pretty split, but settled. I think ma- majority was on chocolate cake, barely. Our... No, I no. think majority was on majority was on carrot cake at the, at the crib. All right. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, in Fiji? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, regardless, uh, they can be wrong just as well as you guys are. Both Bryce and Michael were on carrot cake in the group chat, and we're strongly so. I have had good carrot cake in my life. I like carrot cake. I just can't fathom being out somewhere for 25 days starving and being deprived of all delicious things you can imagine. And you get out and you say, you know, if I get the choice between a delicious piece of rich, fulfilling chocolate cake and some vegetables... You're gonna pick the vegetables. Come on, that is a crazy way to phrase that. That is a crazy. That was a disrespectful way to phrase that. Vegetables. Get a a grip. Jeez. Propaganda is Soviet level. That's crazy. There were kids watching this television program, and they were. There's kids listening to us, and you're lying to them right now. First of all, that is not the discussion that we had. Let's be clear. You asked. Oh, the discussion was what's better, carrot cake or chocolate cake? Not what would I crave on day 25? Now, that does not change my answer, but I just want to clarify that that is not what we were discussing. And Bryce and I both chose carrot cake mm-hmm. over chocolate cake right now or any other day. Any other day. Harv, it sounds like you're a chocolate cake over carrot cake. Yeah, though, no? I I honestly am a biased perspective on this. I have a weak point for chocolate. Some have called it an addiction before. So really, mm. I'm kind of the worst person to be asking that being said, I still feel like I couldn't be more correct in my in my position. So the frosting that they put on that carrot cake is 
cream the, cheese, mm, the, cream, the cream cheese. The cream and cheese if frosting. it's if it's got the cinnamon going through the carrot cake, I can get behind a good carrot cake. I'm not. So, yeah. I'm with you. I just. Well, and here's I, the thing: a good carrot cake and a good chocolate cake. I, I take I take the good carrot cake. Oh, I'd even go. But, but a bad but a bad carrot cake and a bad chocolate cake. The bad chocolate cake is going to be a hundred times worse. A hundred times yeah. worse. Yeah. I think I think a good chocolate cake is still a bottom tier dessert. It is not good, and that's I think that's the bottom line. I'm I'm in a similar boat actually. Harf. I'm just not a cake person. I'm not a chocolate person either. Usually, like I'd rather of, take a pie. Like a lot of things in our country, very polarized uh, topic here. I will say I don't mean to end the discussion like this. I do have the Trump card on my side. If you listen to the Tyson Apostle uh, Survivor podcast, Jeremy Collins said he preferred chocolate cake. So Damn. I don't think you guys can argue with that one. I think Jeremy can screw off. Shut the take it the fuck back. Hey, Bryce, go repent <laughs> and we'll and we'll discuss. We'll discuss. All right, I'll take it back. I'm sorry. I am very sorry, Jeremy. Speaking of which, couldn't have a better transition into our next subject and a That's worse tra- a worse transition for Bryce. Just a horrible look. <laughs> the the, and I cannot emphasize this enough, the ball challenge, final four, mm. ladies and gentlemen. Wait, are we? We're, we just, we're, we're jumping around. Michael, don't worry about it. We already moved, we already did the final five tribals. Okay, I would love to talk. Okay, all right. Is there more you wanted to touch on that first? I would love to touch real quick on the fact that Carson chose Jam Jam to mm. go with no, him. I, I was a big over I appreciate that. I appreciate Caroline. that. And, it, and the reason that I'd like to talk about it is because I thought in the moment, I think very differently now, but in the moment, I was like, you know what? He can't trust Jam Jam alone at tri- at camp with Lauren and Heidi. He knows he can trust Carolyn there. So he's going to send, he's going to let Carolyn sit on the side and he's going to bring Jam Jam and they're going to make sure everything's okay. I, I think, think that, that, I think I, that that was what I thought he had thought. And I was in retrospect, I just think he's closer with Jam Jam. I think that second point, I think 100%. Like you go back to last last um, episode and Carson is saying, Jam Jam, you're my number one. If we need to vote Carolyn, we'll vote Carolyn. I think that he's just closer to Jam Jam than he was Carolyn. And I think that was a big moment in this season in terms of us being like, okay, Jam Jam is actually controlling Carson. It's not Carolyn controlling Carson. Maybe not controlling, but using Carson a little bit more. I think that plays into that final tribal a little more than maybe I had previously thought. I think uh, the strategic play, one would argue, honestly, would be to take Heidi or Lauren and then leave Carolyn and Jam Jam back because then you're guaranteed. You're already into the final four, so you're guaranteed that they're not going to overthrow Tika and choose to vote out Jam Jam or Carolyn, whoever you take with you. Why is he? Why is he guaranteed in the final four? Because he won immunity. He won immunity here. Oh, it was immunity and reward. And that's reward. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's a really good point. That's the strategic play. But this is a bigger point that I've been saving, and we'll probably talk about it more later. I think Survivor really undersold to us how close the Tika three were, and I don't. I I thought for the last four episodes that they were going to vote each other out. I thought Jam Jam was going home at final five at times. I thought Carolyn was going home at final six at times. I thought Jam Jam was going home at final seven. Carson seemed like he was in danger a couple times. I really believe that one of them might go home. And it seems like in hindsight, they weren't even close to that. Every single vote 
leaving final tribal, they voted out someone else and those three couldn't be closer. They bickered during final tribal, they bickered before it, they target each other amongst other people, they talked behind each other's back, they always voted together. So I think at final five, it almost doesn't matter who Carson takes because of how close they are. Like, I, I think it should, it would matter in a vacuum. That's why I said what I said, he should have taken Heidi or Lauren. Mm -hmm. But I think it doesn't really matter because they're all so close. They've got the majority. They're going to vote out either Heidi or Lauren and it's it, it's locked in, it seems like. Mm. I I think that in, in hindsight, that's a very easy thing to say. Not to, like, in hindsight, I think that makes sense. But as soon as it seems like, and granted, maybe the edit was just this good, as soon as Carolyn does not get picked, like her entire attitude does not change. She loses her spirit in that moment. And like, she's kind of like, does a little bit of jam jam, like jam jam was doing in the last episode where they just look like a skeleton of themselves. Mm. Oh, totally agree. And I think 0% of that was gameplay. And 100% of it was just like, oh, I thought he liked me more and he was going to take me to go eat some food. I don't think she was ever like, damn, he stabbed me in the back. Now I'm going to vote out Jam Jam and I'm going to vote these girls. Yeah. It was heartbreak. It was literally heartbreak. Yeah. Um, A couple edit things with it was like when Carolyn said, oh, well, first of all, Harv, I think that a little bit of the reason why they is because they had to be like, it just didn't make sense for them to vote one of each other off at the final six where it's 3-3. Three, three. Or the final five where it's three, two. It neither would it have for I2. Like that I think it's yes. such a good comparison. When you're yes. the underdog, you need to take the underdog as far as you can. Because exactly. once you start picking off your own, then you're the final, you're the last two of the underdog, and then you can't move the vote at all. You're you're all all alone. Exactly. And then two more points here with the edit, because I think this goes right with it, Harv, is because Lauren said they're like sisters or a family. They're gonna bicker, they're gonna fight, but they always come back together. Right. They just, everyone knew it. It's just like, that's the connection they had. And then also when, when Carolyn had a, a confessional, she said, maybe I will vote for Jam Jam. I, I swear on my life. I turned to the person next to me and I was like, she's not voting for Jam Jam. Like if you're just contemplating it, you're not actually, she wasn't seriously considering it. She just like threw that idea out there and they just took the clip. It wasn't an actual thought for her. That uh, that Lauren quote I underlined and bolded mm -hmm. in my notes. That that was the quote of the season. That laid it all out perfectly. We thought they were bickering. We thought they were going at each other, but you know, fab. They they never were. They always go to yeah. war together, and they always figure it out. Yeah, it's an impressive. It's a really really impressive bunch, and it was beautiful. I think that it worked out like I mean, for two of them to have a chance to win it. Is a, is a really, really cool thing. And for arguably, I don't really see it, but maybe I think he would have made a great final tribal case. Carson would have. I think he would have been very articulate and I think he would have been smart about it. I'm really excited to talk about Carson because it seems like the jury as well viewed him as the the favorite okay. and who they would have voted right. for if he made it, which I don't... The, again, I would argue that the edit that Survivor gave us, which is what my... Uh, Survivor made it seem like it was almost... I thought Carolyn, Jam Jam, then Carson. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that the edit that we were given, which we don't need, like, which is what our reality is, was very different than the perceived reality on the beach, and the perceived reality, and that is why we continue in these last four seasons to be surprised by what happens, because whatever they feel on the beach is not being shown to us, because, and that's just, well, I think it's unacceptable, but. You know, different people like different things.
Can I spin zone this for you, Michael? I'm gonna steal your spin zone here. Please. And I feel like I feel like they're just out of touch. I feel like this season was different, even though maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm sugarcoating this for my own pleasure, but I really feel like the jury, because because the Tika tribe had to go to so many early jury votes or tribal councils, and we got to see those. They didn't see what we saw to begin, and I think they were just out of touch of what was really going on. They only saw the little minute picture that they saw where Tika had the free ride because of whoever that was, Soka. But I I don't know. I just think it was um, – I really think the jury's out of touch. And I think that speaks more to this season being good, but maybe they just didn't see it, the full picture than just the edit in general. And I think people, when they're on the island, are playing their own game, and they're – they're not as they they try to put each other in each other's shoes to figure out who's going to vote for who or what your motivations are but they don't zoom out to see the big picture of how things fit together and i think we saw that with the jury heidi all as well like she made that comment very early on in final tribal about how tika had it easy and they were riding a high and it was no problem and it was like that's not even kind of what happened they were on the bottom the entire time moving in between the two tribes they never were in charge it, it just seemed that way because they were having so many conversations and you were always talking to them. So I think out of touch is a, is a great way to say it. Mm-hmm. Can I say something real quick? Do you think the Tika tribe is closer to I2 or are they closer to the brain tribe in Kagayan? I2. Definitely. I think I2 as well. I think it's a modern day 13 and I think that's why it's a top four season of all time. I, I can get on board with that. And I will say this, this is another really good point. Every time I suggest Survivor to someone new, I say, if I were you, I'd start with 13. 13. Here's what I say now. Mm. I would, If someone said, what can I expect from Modern Survivor? I'd say, or what can I expect from, from Survivor? I'd say mm-hmm. 13, is, 13 is what I loved and I thought it was really good. If you want to know what it's kind of like more now, I'd watch 44. Mm-hmm. If, you're gonna, if you're in it for the long haul and you mm-hmm. want to start with the early ones, 13. Before yep. that... You got to be a super fan almost at this point. But if you're just in it for the short, 28, 44, 44 is taking that spot as that new. All it's, it's kind of the, the, here, go get your go get your bearings. And then when mm-hmm. we want to throw you into the fire, I'll give you 20 and I'll give you 28 and I'll give you 31. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a good, I like that. It's a great season. All right, let's circle back. We've jumped ahead. We've jumped back. We've jumped around the ball. Who knows where we are. We're, we're getting back to the ball challenge. I'm not losing focus on that. It's my personal favorite uh, individual immunity challenge of all time. Made made popular by many people, but prominently so by Jeremy Collins in season 31. Survivor second chances down in Cambodia. He he won that at final four, I believe, maybe final three to clinch his... Yeah, final four to clinch his spot in the final three. This... Wasn't quite as exhilarating. We we got Heidi and Carson in a showdown. Carolyn, God, just I had a note from the first the final five challenge where I just said, clearly anything that involves any sort of physical skill or acumen, Carolyn is just not even sort of a threat in it. And she in this one, we saw her get off timing with the balls, and she places two right next to each other, and then she has an opportunity to correct it, and she doesn't, and so she goes down early. there's just a mental it's just a yeah it's tough there's a lack of focus it's a bummer it's it's brutal 
But mm. you know, it doesn't that doesn't bite her in the butt at all because we'll we'll talk about it in a second. And final tribal, they talk about the physical aspect of the game for all of two questions. And one of the questions was about the fire making challenge. So the individual immunity, the only thing anyone talked about about the physical challenge of the game was Jam Jam talking about his uh water grate challenge. Everything else was tossed to the side. No one cares about challenges. So that doesn't affect Carolyn at all. Um but the the ball challenge Re, no, hold up, retweet, oh. retweet. Yeah, no well, one cares gonna, about no we're no gonna one, talk about it yeah but no no one cares about challenges but lauren wants to to is a big threat okay that's yeah. all i had to say how is she a big threat no one cares about challenges well and it's the same thing pre-merge where people pretend like the big strong guys are the biggest threat as if that's going to matter later just in the ridiculous. game that's not a thing it's just, just it's, a, it's a tri survivor cliche and it, it works to get people out that's the only reason they do it Heidi and Carson, though, Carson uh, mistimes it. I, God, I want to do this. I want to go on Survivor just so I can do this challenge, just so I can win it and stamp my spot in the final three. I, I know if I make the final three, I'm winning this, or final four, I'm winning this challenge and I'm going. It's, I, I'm built for this challenge. Do you think that Survivor sells these? Do you think that they, like, that would be, I feel like a nice little revenue stream for them. Carson has one. All these challenges, though. Or do we could get a spot on his 3D printer, you think? I would but love to. That'd be interesting. Like, come on, you're telling me that you could get that gated ball challenge with the balls, and you could pay 150 bucks for it. You're not doing it. I'd pay a lot more than 150 for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, imagine how many yeah. they could sell. I think that that's a good idea. That is a good idea, Harv. I think so you wait, would wait, be can good we at sell this. them? I was gonna say, let's hop Michael, in on that. How are how are we gonna freaking build them? Well, I mean, you just have to hire one person that used to work for Survivor. Game over. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I, I let me source, go through maybe. my contact book and find all those people who I mean, used to work for Survivor. We have networks out there. That's true. I'll hit up Franny. Me and her are homies now. Um, the ignorance. <laughs> so Heidi uh, wins. Heidi wins. Good for Heidi. I, I think that, I that's Jim, the outcome. We I think that's probably the outcome we were all rooting for when it came down to Carson versus Heidi. I mean, that's yeah. Probably we all wanted Heidi to win that one. Yeah, 100%. I think so. Yep. I, I thought Jam Jam was gonna win. I thought his he was locked in. His timing was better than everyone else's. I thought yeah, and his while. his was a tough error. It wasn't really like he messed up, it just he just missed it and didn't have his yeah. in place. Heidi wins, uh, and immediately after winning, uh she goes up with Jeff and says, I'm thinking about volunteering myself to make fire. Was this a good time to say that? Should she have just saved yes. that and thought about it? Is it important to get that yeah. out early? Does that help her at all? She's a fucking badass. No, it doesn't. It didn't hurt her. It, nothing could have happened because it was just going to be that group of four that hurt it anyway. Okay, yes. But then the very first thing Jeff says at Tribal is, Heidi, after you won the challenge, you said you might volunteer to make fire. So she kind of is like cornered. But how does that? But it she, cornered in, but it doesn't hurt her because she sets a record and beats Oh, no, her. for sure. It worked out great. But if she had decided at some point, actually, I don't think this is the right play for me. I don't want to do it. I think mm. it was the right play for her. So no harm, no foul. But if she had decided that and Jeff says that at final tribal and the jury hears it and they're like, wait, you were going to volunteer, but now you're too scared to. What are you doing? That could hurt her. That's all I'm saying. That it's could, not it's, that it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. hundred percent. But she she did it. And honestly, it was impressive to just right away be like, I'm doing it. And yeah. just goes in and sets a record like baller. That's freaking insane, dude. That's like, I didn't appreciate it as enough in the moment. But that's insane. I, I do think it was, I do think it was the right time though to, mm -hmm. to get back to the question. I mean, like, I think that she can say that in that moment. It 
especially as the adrenaline's going, like you don't want second or third or fourth. You want first. Like well, and it. I think objectively for her, and well, here's my question though, because her point of view or her argument at final tribal once she got there was that Tika rode the coattails. My point mm-hmm. of view before final tribal was Heidi needs to go to fire to give and herself an that. extra boost over Tika. So those two points are contradictory. I don't quite understand. They that. are. I don't. Quite That's understand. a great point, Harv. That is a great point because she said that. She said I need to boost my resume because all those resumes are stacked. This is no walk in the park. She had this weird. After she did it, I think she just felt like she had done so much that she just won it. It felt weird. She she changed her message going into final tribal. And we know on this pod before at final six, when, when Joey was with us last week, we estimated Heidi at less than a 5% chance of winning. We're obviously not perfect, but that's, that's kind of the perspective we were given. And so yeah, the, the conflating points there uh, confused me a little bit, but let's talk about her decision in a second, because something important happens before that we see Jam Jam, Carolyn, Carson, and eventually Heidi all trying to make fire because they need to practice. They need to get ready. The fire making challenge is oh. coming up. Later that day, Jam Jam and Carolyn, they got it fucking down. They are nice with it. Jam Jam's been practicing with his husband once a week. Carolyn's been practicing for the last five years. They know what they're doing. You're on an incline. No, you're in a crevice. You're over here cramping my style. It's like that in the last dance when you see Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan talking shit. It's like, hey, we know we're the best, but like we can go at each other. Like, oh, It It was amazing especially with the context of like that quote from lauren where it's like they're just bickering like they are really mm-hmm. just talking shit talk <laughs> they, just, shit. they yeah. do and they love they just and uh, did you see carson's tweet they sat next to each other and couldn't sleep the whole flight home from fiji because they just were like chatting and laughing the whole time jam jam <sighs> and carolyn that's adorable yeah and carson all three of them oh, oh you just I love and that well and that's that's what i will say about this group and specifically, in my opinion, about Carolyn, yes, this was an incredibly disappointing final tribal performance mm-hmm. and result for the mm-hmm. Carolyn fan group um, and Carolyn herself. She got I lucky the whole way. She is <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. That's ridiculous. Ignore it. Ignore it. So what I'll say is she is one person that really did not seem like she was miserable at really any point during the entire 26 days. There was some, a little, obviously there's ebbs and flows, but she really did not feel like she was like not enjoying her relationship or her time, her relationships or her time there. Bryce, you disagree? I a hundred percent disagree. Okay. Yeah. She had more tears than anybody. She said she wanted to go home. She missed her, her, her kid. I think there were struggles. I, I don't think battled. that she ever said that she wanted to go home because she missed her kid. I'm going to fact check you on that. Fact check me. I don't think she did. Fact check me. So like, I mean, her tears <laughs> were emotional tears because of how the game but, was going. It exactly. was not because of like, I think that, the weather is sad, the weather is okay. bad, and I'm having but a I, shitty time, and I'm starving on the island, and I don't have food. And But I she do- had bad days. She had times she didn't want to be there. No? Can we not agree I, she on that? Never, I mean, do you think about like the way that Jam Jam was? You think about the way that Carson was when he was sick. Yeah. I like she was never down like that. I, I would honestly say Jam Jam had a better time than Carolyn. Personally. I just feel like it seemed like Jam Jam had a better time out there. I think Carolyn had a harder time than Jam Jam out there. Even though Car- Jam Jam received more votes. 
I think he responded from it better. Jam Jam's like final four days pretty fucking abys- abysmal. Interesting. Like spirit, like spiritually wise, like sp- would, like, well, like energy so wise. But he was picking up on bad energy. Here's the question: He was really torn up because he was uh, contemplating voting for Carolyn. But do we even think that was ever an option? Was he faking that? I mean, no, he wasn't faking that. No, because he, he can't. Yeah, fake you that. can't fake those. Conf- the yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. He, you can't fake that. But I want to go back to like Jam Jam is like a he's a, a real dude. Like he lo- he loves the Tika tribe. Him going oh, to show what he did for Carson. Yeah, him going to show Carson how to make a fire. That that thing. So let's get back to the fire. Carson or Carolyn and Jam Jam have their thing. Carson is really struggling, and as Jam Jam points out, it's mostly a confidence issue. He he's he knows mm-hmm. how to do it, but he's in the moment is just a mental block, and he can't get through it. Jam Jam goes over and helps him out. There are a few points to this. One, there is a strategic element to this, like. He knows there's a 50 or even higher percent chance that Carson's going to go on the jury. So getting a little FaceTime, helping him, being a kind soul is strategic to get Carson's vote. But two, this is who Jam Jam is. This is who he has been all mm-hmm. season. I think it was just a natural reflex for him. He sees a friend, a brother, a son, whatever you want to call Carson, uh, struggling and in pain. He goes over to help. That's my my perspective on Jam Jams, if you disagree, whatever. My question for you guys is... Are you doing the same? Are you going and helping someone that if you help them win, they might have a chance to beat you in final tribal and you're a little concerned about that? Clearly the jury respects Carson. He's a threat. In the moment when you're being competitive, would you have the the wherewithal to look past that and go help someone like that? Or would you be like, hell no, I'm on my own. Figure it out, dude. Yeah. I have a chance that I work anyone. I hope I would. I don't I really don't know. Within myself, like Carson said, I just don't know if that's me. I don't know if I would. Why do you hope you would? Like, this I hope I was. I hope that I was, like, a good enough person, to realize like he is struggling, and it's just a good thing to do as a person, even though it's a game and for a million dollars. Like, I hope I was a good enough person where that meant more to me than the million dollars. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think there's okay. a part of me that like you see people all the time on Survivor. I made promises to myself that I would play this game as hard as I can play yeah. this game. I'm just saying like there's another other you, you would hope that you would trust yourself to play the game very hard as opposed to Absolutely. being soft. All right, Danny. Damn. <laughs> I, mean, I think no. that's a I I do I do I do believe I, I do agree. It is important to play it hard, but I would say that Jam Jam is playing it hard here too, because he realizes Heidi is probably going to make fire, and Carson is the worst at making fire. So it makes sense to go up against Carson and fire. So why not give Tika the best shot of having all three people at final, like by getting out Heidi here? Maybe that was his plan. Yeah, I mean he was he. I guess if you think, I think if that was the case, then you would think that he was making up voting, wanting to vote Carolyn out, which mm. I think we all established he wasn't doing. Mm. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. where where are we can, at in the summer? Where are we at? In can the I summer? wait? Can I ask a question? Yep. Is Survivor producers being lazy? We saw Heidi make a fire. We saw Carson try to make a fire, and we saw Jam Jam make a fire that Carson couldn't make all on the first episode of survivor. And they highlighted that. 
And that's why the whole time I was saying Jam Jam is beating Carson and fired. Jam Jam is beating Carson. Are they getting lazy and just throwing us these facts too many times? Like we knew Carson was going to fire because of the fire in his classes. Like it was pretty obvious. I think it's more tried and true as opposed to lazy. Hmm. But you could call it lazy if you wanted to, and I wouldn't push back too much. I'm going to call it lazy. I feel like it was too easy to pick up on. Maybe that's just me, but. Well, next thing is Heidi's decision. She ultimately does put herself in fire. She goes against Carson. I think it's the best move for her. She, like we've said, she's kind of on the outside looking in on the Tika powerhouse that we all see. Maybe the jury doesn't see it the same way, but she needs to do something to give herself a little flash at the end. I think also her best bet of winning the actual final tribal vote is if Jam Jam and Carolyn split. So I think picking Carson was good because A, it seemed like he was the worst at fire, so she has the best chance of beating him. And then B, the the split. I think if Carson's there, somehow there's less likelihood of a split, maybe. I Clearly that is not correct because Jam Jam swept all the votes, but that's kind of what I was thinking beforehand. Do you guys agree? Would you have done the same if you were her? I... Let me add another point of my perspective. Sorry to interrupt as I ask you a question. I personally think the concept of putting yourself into fire is ridiculous. You won the final immunity challenge. You shouldn't have to prove anything else. The the final fire making challenge holds way too much weight. And people think that by putting yourself at more potential danger, you're being brave. And if you win, it's, it's worth three points instead of one. I completely disagree with that logic. However, in this particular case, I think Heidi was correct to do this because she needed a little uh, sparkle at the end of her game. So then, so then you clearly don't completely disagree mm. because that's exactly the point. It's like in your scenario, if you won it, you think that, like, you think that then if you get to the final three, you're going to win. Like Heidi knew that she wasn't going to get to the final three and win if she did not make fire. For sure. I guess I, I'm so, opposed to fire generally. I, I think when fire is there, you have to play it the way it's supposed to be played, and she played it correctly. I think fire is the best twist that Survivor's made recently. I think it allows for better players to still have a chance to win the game. That would probably not get there. You Do you think? Who, you remember yeah. who went home in fire last year? Last season? Yes. Was it Jesse? Yes. But he had the chance. He didn't get voted out. He just lost in fire. For sure. Real real quick, first thing that comes to mind, if they could replace fire with anything, what would you like them to replace it with? Like I don't know. I haven't thought about it enough. I'd rather just complain than provide solutions. They would do the memory test that Vesepia brought the journal and won, where they <laughs> ask questions about every other tribe member. That's right. Throughout Oof. the whole season. Oof. That's I feel like that's so shows social game. Like that'd be good. So Heidi puts herself into fire against Carson. We knew Carson was going to be there all season long because of the edit like we've talked about. Heidi, three minutes and four seconds, fastest fire time ever. It seems like we've had a lot of records in the fire making challenge the last few seasons. People are just practicing it more, getting better at it. I think if you're not practicing, you're at a pretty big disadvantage coming in. So I think if Bryce, you know, you're our sole survivor applicant here if, if you get into any sort of serious talks with them we're going to need to get you some flint and get you out there real quick to start practicing i already beat her time oh, god he's ready three minutes flat is my max max sometimes max. quicker wow yeah mostly quicker so my my thoughts are and i hate to 
the records, but it's only been around for like nine years now or nine episodes or nine seasons now. Since yeah. 30, what? Five. 35? Yes. So yeah. So yeah, that makes I sense. Mean, like it makes sense. it's slowly better. getting better. Yeah. Although do remember, we have seen a couple fire making challenges uh, famously on Cook Islands. We saw those two make that fire. took freaking three hours <laughs> no <laughs> records were set that day record. but it still counts for the uh the record books <laughs> that was brutal <laughs> that that was the one they had to bring out the matches right yes. and then sundra couldn't couldn't even do it with matches. she went through all her matches oh yes. sundra poor girl oh that was tough um so heidi dominates takes carson out carson says it's awesome to lose to someone who sets the record which I understand the set sentiment, but I don't think awesome to lose would be my first words coming out of my mouth after I get eliminated one step away from potentially winning a million dollars. But I respect the the humility and his ability to look to next play it. I do think he was really proud of himself. And I think he from should have and I what do it, think he should have been really proud of himself from where he was at. Yeah, what it could have been seven Oof. hours earlier. You're right. You're right. I think but he like, was I don't know. I think he was pandering to the jury after the votes were read, and so we should get on him for that. Pandering to the jury for himself? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> okay. No, he was he was really excited. But like I think he was just excited for himself that he got something started because he was struggling so much mentally. I mean, and it was he like, was on pace for a five minute. He had a good fire. fire. He he was with he was with her with the record. Like he was with the record. Oh, okay. No, no, no. He no, wasn't. No, he pump wasn't the gonna, brakes. Pump the brakes. Let me pump the brakes. Then he wasn't gonna set the record, but he was had six fifty eight percent of the fire. He was fifty eight percent of the way there. So he was he was looking at a four thirty. That's what I said. I just said that he was. Gonna That's make- I know. And then you told me to pump the brakes. I was trying to agree right. with you, and you told me to freaking pump the grid. I said great. Carson, Carson goes home. Then we go to the kind of final tribal sequence. We get all the jury members kind of talking to the to the screen in their little mini confessionals, what they need to see from each player at final tribal. Matt gets the episode name here in this in this part where he says it's been an absolute banger of a season, which I cannot co-sign enough. He, he nailed it with that description. Then we go mostly to Final Tribal, pretty much straight from there. We we don't have the, what was it called? The the walk where they go and burn all the, the, the whatever stakes with people's names on it that have been mm-hmm. voted out. We don't have that anymore. So we get right right ahead to Final Tribal. And I think the, the Jeff lays it all out. He says, you know, we're going to talk about the social and the physical and the strategy and all that. We start with the social. Kane's first question is, what was people's perception of you and how do you think they were correct or do you disagree? What is your reality? Jam Jam goes first. He starts answering about two sentences in. Heidi just jumps in and interrupts him and says, actually, you're wrong about that. Here's what was really going on. Soka was in charge. Tika was in the whatever. And Jam Jam just kind of calmly looks at her and says, no, actually, that's not what it was. We wanted you to think that, but really, we knew what we were doing the whole time. And that that point right there, I had I had been leaning Jam Jam the whole episode, and the last episode and a half kind of felt it was going that direction. And then that happened, and I was like, yeah, man, he's he's just in control. He'd been like Michael noted, he's been playing to the jury the last little bit. He did that a ton tonight. We'll talk about that a lot as we keep going. It just felt very early on. He's just kind of 
took Heidi out of it and was like, this is going to be a Tika conversation and I'm kind of in charge of the Tika. It was a it was a bold move to just try and jump on Jam Jam there when the you really have question. no idea what's going on. First question, like, let something happen. You have a, you have a whole 30 minutes ahead of you. She really, it was a bad move. I think that I think that she felt like she was on the defensive the entire night and that's the way it was going to have to be. And knowing her, she was probably trying to hype herself up going into that tribal. And when she, when they started asking questions and it wasn't to her, she was just ready to jump at, at whatever. Um, but yeah, Jam Jam has got a, a way that, that no one else has. Michael, if you're up against Heidi in the final tribal council, are you beating her? Jeez. Um, yes. Are you beating Jam Jam? No. I okay I might that. be beating Carolyn, apparently. No, I mean, if you're beating Heidi, you're beating freaking Carolyn. Jeez. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. What One other thing Heidi did a lot that I think lost her some points, maybe not lost her points, but definitely didn't get her any points, was she kept referring to things outside of the game, how she's a mom, she'd be the oldest female survivor winner, this, that, and the other. She's worked hard in her life to become, she's been in America for 20 years and learned English. All those things are great, but none of those are really convincing the jury why she was the best player. And I think she spent a lot of time on that and people were looking for something slightly different. She didn't quite give it to them. Mm -hmm. And I think Carolyn did that a lot too. Like Carolyn kind of played that card and then Heidi jumped on board. And it was like, that's just not what that, that jury was looking for. In that sense, they were really focused on gameplay compared to like who deserves a million dollars because they were all deserving. They all have great backstories. Like everybody who's on Survivor has a great backstory now. But who actually played a better game? I 100% agree. And I think that the thing is, I think Carolyn played a game that was very similar, but much more um, intentional and maniacal. Is that a word? Can we get a fact check somewhere? It's absolutely a word. Absolutely. I'm going to say yes. It was more like devious. It was a little more devious than than what Marianne did. But I think that they had very similar games. And um, Marianne just articulated the hell out of it in 42. And Carolyn could not articulate any of it. Um, in she did Bible. a poor job, man. She did a poor job. It was she, right in front of her. She did a great job explaining herself as a person and like her perspective and her emotional thoughts and kind of how she balanced that. She She gave a clear picture of that where she felt was kind of similar to Heidi was relaying that to how it affected the game and how she was intentional with all of that. And then also to that point, Harv is like, everyone thought Carson was making the strategic moves within Tika. And then both Jam Jam and Carolyn are arguing that they are actually the person making those strategic moves. But Jam Jam did such a better job. Carolyn didn't talk about how it went when Danny or no Brandon went home she was on the the four votes that voted him out with the idol play like she didn't refer to those she didn't showcase her strategic ability over Jam Jam enough where Jam Jam took all of those Carson votes she just did not she was on she was getting to the first couple layers of the answers 
but mm-hmm. she was not going deep at all. Like when mm-hmm. you think about when Danny was like, why'd you get me out? Why did you do that? She said, She's... oh, because I was threatened by you. But what she didn't say was I was threatened by you because when you and Brandon were on this reward with me, you guys were talking like this from that moment on. I knew mm-hmm. I needed to stop your vote. I needed to stop your momentum. Like she could have said that very easily. And so she, didn't. she didn't. And then I want to ask Harv a question. Carson is over there giving the AOK to Carolyn when she is freaking answering a question, telling her that she's doing a great job. What is going on? What is he that? Was, he was doing oh. it to Jam Jam too, even more to Jam Jam. What what is that? I bro, but I he could was not believe it, to, it. He was doing it to Carolyn all to vote for Jam Jam 20 minutes later. And but so I think I think that was part part of my problem that we were texting about with the new jury. It feels so much more like the jury is a collaborative with the players and oh we're on the same side. We're we're trying to make a television show. It, it is what it is. Whereas in the earlier seasons, they were grilling them. They were, I don't believe you. Tell me what you what you did. I don't like you. You did this to me. Like stand up for yourself. It, it was a lot more confrontational. I understand the Carson one because they were such a strong three and they were fighting from the bottom and he was trying to encourage his people. He wanted to mm-hmm. take a winner for sure. I get that. I yeah. I don't really have a problem with it. He was a little, a little more demonstrative it was, with yeah. it than he needed to be. Um, but I, I get it. Generally though, th- that's what this, this new tribal council or final tribal format is. And they needed to do it for season 40 because they needed to give all the winners their screen time. But since then, I don't think they need it as much. They they should go back to the everyone gets one or two or however they, they frame it questions where you go up, you ask someone a question, you get to the heart of the matter, and then we move on. I think that's I think that provides better answers and better explanations of, of people's strategy. Okay. I I'll say maybe that's true. But I'm with Jeff on this. I think Jeff said at the end, I've never seen a jury grill them with also being like kind of lighthearted and really enjoying the whole situation. But like, I felt like Carolyn did not explain herself well, but the jury gave Carolyn and Jam Jam a chance to explain themselves when apparently in their minds, they came out a little bit behind Heidi. But I think they did a good job of grilling them personally. I think I, I'm I'm obviously in the minority, but I think that they definitely did a good job. And that's all I gotta say. I I just feel like the questions were, were all very leading. Like there was very few open-ended questions, and I of the questions were because like, hey. Heidi, I'm voting for you. Like Danny, Heidi, I'm voting for you. So let me set you up for a big question. Okay, but give Carson me that. Carson doing it to, to Jam Jam and Carolyn. Franny, especially. Franny's questions what was, were like. What was Franny's? Franny's questions were like. She, in the intro, when they were like, what do you need to see from Carolyn? Franny made it very clear what she wanted her, Carolyn to show to everybody. And her questions were directly leading to those answers. Okay, but I was more on the side of, hey, we think this is what we saw from your outplay section. How is this wrong? I felt like most of the questions were in this open-ended sense where they could just be like, hey, I outplayed these people because of this. I outlasted because of this. The physical part, the strategic part. I felt like they kind of gave them opportunity to go shape their game in the way that they thought that it was shaped. 
Yes, but you could, that's just, like, no one knows what they don't know. So, like, you're pretty much just giving them permission to bullshit. That's a fair point. Okay, okay, I'll concede that. I'll concede that point. Michael has one point on the night. <laughs> He's down 25 to 1. He's looking bad for his, the boy, but, but, but I'll concede one. So we can't understate enough how much Jam Jam was playing to the jury. He every second answer he was looking at the jury, and his answer was a joke and and something funny. His his he comment, really- his comment after Heidi says, "Oh, I'd be the first woman or the oldest woman to win." And Jam Jam goes, "Oh, I'd be the first Puerto Rican man," and slaps her on the leg and laughs, and the whole jury cracks up. And then he that he and Carolyn uh, multiple times they're going back and forth laughing. And then Jam Jam looks at the jury and says, "I thought I only got votes because I was so pretty." And it's just it's mm-hmm. a continual example of what he's been doing all season and how we talked about it a couple times. He diffuses difficult situations with humor. He d- did that great um, after he got votes at a couple tribals. He comes back and makes a joke about it, and people aren't worried about it. And then he does it again tonight where it's a stressful situation. And he's like, you know, you guys love me. I'm funny. I'm jam jam. Don't worry about it. Like, it's not a big deal. We're all having a good time. That's that's who he is. He, he does a great job at reminding them over and over again that this is his personality. It really shown, shown, showed, shown, shone, shined through at Final Tribal. It shined through at Final Tribal. Yeah. I think and I think it stole the show, and I think it took the wind out of some of the sails of, um, of everyone else. I mean, let's be clear here. When I was watching this episode, they were making their cases. I thought that Carolyn was winning Survivor still. Me too. I thought that she, I still thought she was going to win. Yeah, and that's where I'm still really really salty because if there's not much else we want to say about the pitches and the questions i'd love to just let's just get into the results but okay i want to get into the results because i think that jam jam is like the new cody like he's just a season removed and it was cody Cody evolved over six months Okay. I just think that like the storyteller mode, right? Like we finally got somebody get to the end who actually deserves the win. Are you telling me that when you look through the history of Survivor, the 44 winners, 42 winners, Cassandra and Tony, that Jam Jam is not one of your favorite players out of that group? Look at that group and tell me he's not one of your favorite players. He absolutely is, but the issue is he's my second favorite on this season. Is the issue? Mm. There's another, you know what I mean? Like that's ultimately that's how polarizing life is at this point. <laughs> I <laughs> think really a, it's tough on these streets. I think like we talked about, the jury missed the the Tika force on this season. I think specifically the jury missed a lot of Carolyn's force on the Tika of the season. Mm-hmm. And Carolyn, like we talked about, didn't do a great job at underlining that in her final tribal speech. But we saw the strategic side of Carolyn, you know, every episode, every other episode. And they they just didn't see that as a, a big enough aspect of her game. And they saw Jam Jam as more of it. I think they probably, if you remove the strategic element, in the jury's eyes at least, all things are probably pretty equal, right? Between mm. Jam Jam and Carolyn. And I think that he just Jam Jam won the tr- an immunity, though. But we already said that that doesn't matter in the slightest. They don't even care. So I 
I think the one thing before we move on to the results that I did want to mention that Jam Jam really hammered home and the jury confirmed was his social game. He had relationships with every single person, whether he was working with them or against them. He was intentional and knew a lot about them. I think that goes a really long way when it's as close between him and Carolyn as it is. I don't think it justifies the blowout that we saw, but I think that puts him over the edge for a lot of people where oh, they were similar. They were the underdogs. They voted the same every time. I can't really separate them. I know Jam Jam better. He made he made more of an effort with me personally. I think that might have been a, a contributing factor to the final tally. It 100% did because they didn't vote similar every single time because Carolyn not only voted against Jam Jam that one time or mm-hmm. didn't tell Jam Jam about the vote pre-merge, she also didn't vote with Jam Jam on the Brandon vote and then Jam Jam voted separately than her another vote. So I honestly think that Carolyn had better votes than Jam Jam, but she just didn't explain it. So I think, you know, like, yes, I think obviously his personality and him making those relationships are probably what what was that difference? Obviously, Karen didn't, Carolyn didn't explain it, but that's really where the jury kind of went on his side there. Well, and and here's my issue. And Harv, I mean... We, we're at the results. Like we know what happens. We can talk about the vote breakdown here in a second. But like, obviously, Carolyn gets zero votes. The issue for me is that this season for us starts with day one on the beach and then moves and progresses throughout. But for producers, they know the result and then they have to go back and edit the season. And so my thoughts are... Um, like they could, they did not need to make Carolyn a big part of this season. Like they didn't have to, but like she persistently was. So like either that was a choice by them just to show the personality of this person, even though they get zero votes or her personality was that strong and that effective. So like, which one do you think that it was? No, I think you're absolutely right. And this is something that I've been kind of kicking around in my head and I don't quite know how to verbalize it. So bear with me a little bit. I think us on this pod and the way we talk about Survivor, we're very competitive people and we care about winning and we care about the integrity of competition and doing the right things to win. And in this game of Survivor, that means strategy and plays and doing this, that and the other. So that's what we look for in the season. I think the producers of Survivor, that's like third or fourth on their list. I think they care a lot more about the storytelling that Bryce is talking about, the personalities How do we portray these people on television so they're compelling characters? I think those are more important for them than the logic of the best gameplay wins and how how do we uh, express that to the viewer? They care more about expressing the personality of the viewer. Carolyn is the best personality we've seen in ages. And they rightfully ate her up and put her front and center from the start. She got that confessional on the beach the first day where she's talking with the producer and this is so crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. They bookend it in the last episode. They show that exact same scene and she's talking to the producer. Do you remember that conversation we had on the first day? How crazy is it that you're here? It wasn't how crazy is it that you're such a great player? It was how crazy is it that you're here? And I think that was kind of an intentional of like, we producers don't see you as an amazing game player the way that we on this pod do. We see you as an amazing character, as an amazing personality, and that's all we're expressing. So they put that front and center. We on this pod saw that side, the gameplay side of it, and we are like, oh my God, Carolyn's an amazing player. She deserves to win, and we thought that correctly. It was just, I think, 
differing viewpoints and they have different priorities than we have is kind of what I'm trying to say. They 100% do, but they also are the ones that showed us all of her gameplay. Like they're the ones that fed it to us too. Yeah. I don't know if they saw it as gameplay. I don't think they respect Carolyn in the same way we do as a strategic player. I think they're like, oh, she's the a jury great personality. Or, or the producers? Then, the, I'm talking about the producers. Producers. The, the okay. jury as well. I think they're like, oh, she's a great personality. And oh, she's got a little strategy to her. We'll sprinkle that in. And that's kind of how they were like. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they saw it as, oh, we're showing her as a threat. Harv eloquently said, absolutely. Like, that was beautiful. But, you know, Carolyn got lucky. If we're being honest, those first few votes, she really, there was a, there, I'm being serious now. Like, I know I said that as a joke, but I'm like in a 100% go serious here. Carolyn had some, some strategic plays that worked out on her behalf that six, seven times out of 10 don't work out. Okay. It's the, that's the part of being careful. Carolyn, like, be completely ovulating to engage with, especially after being on the island for God knows how many days. Like, well, he knows it's between one and 26. It's but, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just think that that's a part of the anomaly that was her character experience was many times. Oh, Carolyn, like, Carolyn scares me. Like, three people said that Carolyn scared her scared them and was they were afraid that she was going to win at the end with final six like this yeah, was not no a, one this was not voted a fluke for her this is not a fluke though like there but was it, just a weird complex where they weren't going to give her i just but is that not like the, a little bit of the producers playing into it but that's what i'm saying is like how many like how many sound bites do they have do they say that everyone is scary they're like okay now say carson's scary okay now say like <laughs> Like they all said that Carolyn was scary. All right. I, I agree. I'm with you there. Okay. I'm on board. I'm really not on board, but I think Carolyn got lucky. I'm going to double down I'm on just, that point. I'm just saying. You got to get lucky to get third. Jeez. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you absolutely do. There's lots of part of Survivor, but I'm just And saying. there's you got to get lucky to get first. Like Jam Jam got lucky as well. There's plenty of times Jam Jam could have got voted out. Quick aside before we start wrapping this up, did Carson get any votes this season? Yes, he did. He got a vote at like final six, I want to say, okay. to, because he was playing a perfect game until like pretty late in the season. Does when she saved him count? No, you don't count those votes because they didn't count. He received a vote before that, I believe. Um, I, it doesn't really matter. I was just, it would be an interesting yeah. factoid for him to not receive any votes and then not make and final still. final tribal. Um, okay. I, I think we've, we've broken it down enough. I think let's kind of speed through these last few things, unless you guys have any other final thoughts on the big picture before we move on. Cool. Uh, Danny voted for Heidi, the only non-Jam Jam vote. He said that it was because they had a good connection and an alliance. I personally think it was because during final tribal, Heidi made a point to say that Danny was physically more stronger than her and a bigger threat than her. And that's why she liked him. And that he just kind of was like, yeah, you know, you're right. I should vote for you. That's a good point. I am pretty strong, but Heidi gets <laughs> a vote there. Uh, after that, we go to the post tribal or post final tribal pizza party. Michael, you were not tuned in for this, so this is all news to you, but 
a whole lot of my notes are focused on Franny and Matt. Franny, like we said earlier, just absolutely glowing. Um, there was a, a scene where they were teasing what was coming next. And Matt or uh, Jeff, excuse me, says, coming up next, we're going to talk about a couple couples on the island. Franny, or excuse me, uh, Jam Jam and Carolyn and another cute couple. And then they panned to uh, Franny and she just sitting there cheesing and she just looks so pretty. It was so cute. <laughs> Um, and then they they spend some time talking to them. Matt says that he and Franny had more chemistry than a pharmaceutical lab. Uh, pretty good quote there. No, he did not. Pretty pretty cute stuff. They say they're they have plans to hang out after the show is over already. As we know, this is you know six or nine months ago. They're still together today. So for the listeners that are invested the same way we are, uh, a happy ending hopefully is in store. They're just, they're the cutest. Um, The only other big, or not big, but fun post-tribal note here that I had was when Carolyn and Jam Jam found out that Carson worked for NASA, they were floored. Carolyn was like looking all over, like, are you kidding me? This is the craziest thing I ever heard. It was, it was really cute. After that, <laughs> that is really, it, it was nice. After that, the only other note I have is 45. We got the, the preview for season 45. It is all new people, plus Bruce is going to be in season 45. So all new people. We don't have a returning season or a second chance season yet. I think that's got to be coming soon. I hope it's coming soon. But the teaser for season 45 looked pretty fun, as they are often to do. Harv, please tell me more about the teaser because I left early. But you also forgot to mention... Jamie's fake idol. Oh, yes. Yes. Jamie found out that her idol was fake in the post final tribal thing. Jeff told her and they set it up so good. They they walked into it and they were talking. <laughs> A bunch of idols were found on the season. Brandon played his early. Danny saved Franny with hers. Oh, Carolyn, you found an idol. How did you do it? That was so smart. Explain how you hit it back in the birdcage. That was so good. Oh, Jamie, you found an idol. That was awesome. Explain it. And then Jamie goes into it and she was so smart. And then she found it. And then Jeff goes, well, this was the idol, right? This is not a hidden immunity idol. This is a fake idol. And Jamie's face, all the color is out of it. Jaw drops. And she's like, <laughs> what? It's it's like someone waking up and they they find out they're on freaking Jupiter or something. She just had no <laughs> idea what was going on. She was so floored. It was oh great. Also, Jamie said something like, that is the biggest like secret or that is the biggest twist in Survivor history or something like that to go into commercial break. And I'm like, that is the most Jamie quote to just overhype something that was just her not knowing that she didn't have an idol. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, I mean, um, when it happens to the MVP. The MVP. Another, I was listening to one of our old podcast episodes today. Another quote from Jamie that uh, earlier in the season that I want to bring up was right after Kane got voted out, Carson tells Jamie, Kane was telling everyone that you had an idol. And Jamie goes, that makes me not trust Kane anymore after he's out of the game. <laughs> Dude, she's 30 steps behind everybody. Haynes, so Brandon, and Jamie are so far behind. It's incredible, man. Incredible. Oh, what a season. What a horrid result. We had a chance to <laughs> add someone to Mount Rushmore. We had a chance to add someone to Mount Rushmore this week, and we couldn't. Jam Jam so, is top 10 all time. 
Okay. Survivor winners. The last time I counted the, the heads on Mount Rushmore, there were four of them. The last time I counted Carolyn's wins, there were zero of them. Okay, I got. I have nothing. <laughs> Here, here's the question, Bryce. Last question. Season of all newcomers. No one has played Survivor before. No one knows each other. Who gets further in the game? Jam Jam or Suri? Suri. She'll yeah. get. She'll get to final five, without a doubt. Jam Jam. There's question marks. Yeah, I agree. All right. Great season, man. I loved it. I'm sad it's over. That was a great question. Can I just say that? That was a Thank great you. question. Thank I you. Appreciate you asking that. Um, I love this. I love that we got to pod through this whole season. For I'm, anyone... gonna be... I'm a little sad. Are you guys going to be sad next week when we don't have Carolyn Jam Jam on our screens? Exactly what I was going to say. And Carson, all three of them. And Danny. It will, it will be sad. If I don't get to see Danny's poncho next week, I'm going to throw a riot. <laughs> um, Jeremy Jeremy said on Tyson's podcast that Danny reached out to him before the season, before he went on the island. It was like, hey, I'm a, I'm a firefighter. I'm going on Survivor. Any uh, any tips or anything? And Jeremy and him were texting. And as this season was airing, Danny would like text Jeremy and be like, hey, did you see what I did tonight? Like, you told me to do that. I did that. Like, thank you, Jeremy. And like, they have a cute little relationship. And Jeremy was excited for it. It, it made me I happy. Hope, I hope Jeremy said, screw off. I'm the only Survivor winner. Winners only. Winners said, only. He'll get voted out. <laughs> I just, uh, I just am excited about the prospect of listening to Jeremy Collins talk for an hour. Um, two hours. It's a long podcast. It's awesome. Do you know what I'm excited for? The prospect of Michael Gutierrez talking for an hour. I, I get that every week. The um, listeners just had at least an hour and a half of it. So yeah. We got a lot of stuff coming up, and everyone's got to stay tuned. Maybe we're gonna throw some. We gotta throw some Survivor history. Maybe we'll watch another season. Who knows? We, over the summer, season? We, we could run through someone. Well, I think we gotta. I like what we threw out in the chat. We're gonna. A we're gonna run. We're gonna. Yeah. Here, let's break it down for the people. So they yeah, what's the numbers? Give me I some think, numbers. I, I think I don't what, pay attention what to we're planning on is we want this podcast to kind of be a survivor crash course i think for lack of a better word you you haven't watched it or you want to tune up on it you you go through all the important seasons you learn kind of the history of survivor start to finish the older seasons aren't quite as relevant so there will be fewer of them but we'll hit all the important ones we were tossing some numbers out in the chat the other day that the the ones that kind of jumped out to us was season one first season of survivor ever uh season four marquesas potentially we introduce a lot of important characters bryce maybe has an objection season eight all-stars uh really important to the to the history of this podcast more than anything with rob and amba that that takes us back a lot uh season 13 cook islands we love season 15 china season 16 micronesia all-stars 14 is on the list 14, 14. Is on the list. 12 is dreams. No, no, 14 is dreams. Yep. 14 okay. is dreams. Um, All right. I want to make got, a point. We got some bangers in there. We're excited for it. I want to make a point. Michael said earlier that 13 is the season he recommends everybody start with. Why do we not start with it? Because of Billy? That's the greatest love story of all time. Ow. Why don't we start with it? So do we start with one? Do we start with four? Oh, do why don't we three? start with it? I think yeah, let's start with 13. We could start with wherever we want. I think it That's might make point. sense for us to go chronological just for like the podcast feed purposes. But also 
there's going to be so much time between us rewatching all these seasons. It doesn't really matter. I like I like thirteen, and and we'll see I what feel we like come up with. But I like thirteen. We start with something that we know is going to be electric. I could start a season thirteen rewatch tonight. I'm going to go watch the pilot, and I'm going to oh my god, yep. Billy, put Billy on my television in the next thirty minutes, if, and I'm going to be a happy guy. Gosh, if I could see Billy tonight, I'm right. with. I think we should start it. I think we've decided tonight. Let's do it. All right, season forty-four in the books. Uh, another great episode of voting in the majority in the books. We'll be back in your ears within the next couple of weeks, breaking down some NBA action. We got some baseball action coming up. We got more Survivor content coming your way. Like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends, share with your mom. Get get the word out. We're taking over the streets. We love you. Uh, thanks for listening.